calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'm sorry. For what, Roland? Lying. About what? I... I'm not. Not what? Okay. It's okay, Roland. We're all like that sometimes. Why do you say you're not okay, though? I'm scared... What are you scared of, Roland? The gloom. Tell me about the gloom. No. But I can help you make it stop. No, you lie. I promise you that you're safe, Roland. I will protect you. <laughs> what does the gloom look like? It doesn't. Everything. Darkness. Does it talk to you? Yes. Can you tell me about the first time you heard it? I was walking in the snow. Snow day. No school. It talked to me at the playground behind where I lived. What did it say? (laughs) No. No. Roland, you're safe now. No! No, 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 no! Shh. <laughs> it's okay now. You're going to be alright. I'm right here with you. It, it told me it was hungry. It told me to feed it. Did you feed it, Roland? Yes. What did you feed it? Dogs and cats. It ate them whole? No. It made me kill them. It ate the pain. Did it talk to you the day you saw baby Mia, Roland? (laughs) 
Dr. Darlene Harrington's bone-chilling session with 17-year-old Fillmore patient Roland Irby, August 1st, 1993. The teen with developmental disabilities was convicted of mutilating various animals around the Ravenswood houses, a low-income housing project located in Long Island City. Roland's crimes were a precursor to the brutal mutilation and murder of six-month-old Mia Buyan, a crime that shocked New York, but was soon overshadowed days later by the abduction, torture, and murder of James Bulger in the UK by two 10-year-old boys. Roland was one of a number of Dr. Harrington's young patients with a ghastly repertoire of crimes. What I have uncovered in my research are hours of new and at times indecipherable audio recordings of sessions exploring Dr. Harrington's treatment of these troubled youths. The tapes are worn and significantly damaged from age, but they add another layer to the mystery surrounding this story. We are working to have them restored. It's our hope that the evidence will fill in the remaining missing spaces of this puzzle. This is Lifting the Rug, a production of RFE Radio, where we explore hidden secrets, unsolved mysteries, and shine a light for justice. I'm Samantha Williams, and together, let's venture back into the gloom. Episode 3, Cut Your Nose. It took days to get the blood out of my skin. My... My hands had blisters on them from the stabbing. I just don't remember any of it. I just remember the gloom. Damn thing killed my dogs. Damn thing killed my dogs. Gloom. The smell. I'll never forget the smell. I'm getting sick now just thinking of it. Their insides. They were everywhere. Pieces of them in my hair. On the walls. It did this. The gloom did this. Sometimes I can feel it under my skin. The gloom. (laughs) Feels like it's burning me from the inside out. And sucking the life out of me. Eating me to my bones. It knows what you're scared of. It hurts you till you hollow and inside. Till you can't feel nothing no more. Nothing but scared. I was curious about how they all talked about an entity controlling them. The gloom. It was fascinating as to how each of their delusions seemed to build upon the next. They were all copies of the last with slight variations almost like some terrible meme that went viral. I needed someone to help me understand the problem. To do so, I contacted Dr. Sandra Glassman, chair of the Department of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry at NYU. Dr. Glassman, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to do this. The pleasure is all mine. Are you familiar with the case of the Fillmore Four? I am quite familiar with the Fillmore Four and have used them as a case study in my curriculum. 
What can you tell me about Dr. Darlene Harrington's work with the Fillmore Four? Being a child psychiatrist can be, well, it's a hard job. It requires patience. People with diagnosis similar to the Fillmore Four, people with those conditions, there is no quick fix. There is no magic wand to be waved to make them better. It's a constantly shifting landscape of treatment where one has to use all of the tools at their disposal, including medication. So you think that the patients required medication then? I'm not saying that so much as it's a delicate balance that can be tricky to get right. The consequences of taking someone off of psychotropic drugs without weaning them is a surefire recipe for disaster. The problem is we never quite know how those consequences manifest themselves. Sometimes they can be problematic but manageable. Other times they can literally be deadly for the patient and all those around them. Truly, there is no room for those sort of cowboy approaches in this field. It, it has to be a, a slow, drawn-out process if you want to see positive outcomes for patients. So, do you think Dr. Darling Harrington's work with the Fillmore Four was consistent with that approach? You know, it's funny. I was completing my master's at the time. And for a lot of my colleagues working in the field, particularly those my age, that incident has always been lingering there in the shadows, creeping out from the corner. What do you think of when you hear that, Alicia? I don't remember that. A fugue state, also known as a dissociative fugue, presents a sudden disconnect from one's reality with an inability to recall some or all of one's past. According to the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, this is now considered dissociative amnesia. Forget your favorite plots from Fight Club and Identity and see this through the perspective of reality. The post-traumatic war veteran living under the freeway, the sexually abused junkie at the shelter, the teenager who just violently stabbed her grandmother to death. You don't believe me? Nobody does. Y'all are just trying to fuck with me. You're all against me. I know I must sound like a broken record by now, but trust me, I'm on your side. I believe you, Alicia, but you need to help me understand better. None of this is easy, and I'm not saying it is, but I can only help you if we are straight up with each other. Don't you have to tell them everything? (sighs) Anything directly related to your case, or if you're likely to harm yourself or others, yeah. Yeah, I have to. And that's why we record. To be clear on things later. Who's going to listen to this? The cops? A jury? Probably. 
But that isn't the point, is it? The point is, this is the best way for you to tell your story without others telling it for you. I can help guide you through that. <laughs> what? What's that? Nothing. Come on. Nothing. Nothing, it's just... You sound a little like it. What? It's all good. Never mind, just... Fire away with the rest of your questions, Diane Sawyer. God damn it! Damn thing ate the tape! You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Okay, let's see it. Oh, yikes. How do I fix this? Sheesh. Um, throw it out? Not the answer I was looking for, Mark. The tape is really chewed up. What was on it? Just more interviews? More components to this mystery? This is turning into one of those thousand-piece jigsaw puzzles, isn't it? But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's very layered. You can stay warm beneath multiple layers. Or you can get buried. <laughs> Glass half empty, eh? There's a reason others haven't gone deep into it. Look, we're not too far into this. I have another story I'd love your fingerprints on. Mark, what the hell? I'm not giving up on this story. No way. I just have to crack it and put it together. 
See, that's the problem. Everyone just looked a little in and then they just gave up because it was too hard. If we get this right, the floodgates will open on all the other voices that were silenced because the system deemed them mentally incapable. It's bigger than just Fillmore. They are all just copies of each other. So what? You have to focus on the story you are on before you can take down the world. Well, I've got Dr. Harrington. She was trying to manipulate those kids. It's there on the tapes. Why do you have it in for this doctor anyway? Because she's still out there. I don't know. Probably some other practice or hospital doing the same old shit. Somewhere. Doing God knows what. It's just like those cops or those priests. And you know what? Yeah, those cops and priests, yeah, they're monsters. But the real crime is that the system doesn't just let them go. They help hide the bastards and let them do it to someone else. Darlene Harrington needs to face the consequences of what she's done. And that's why I'm being such a pain in the ass about it. But how are you sure she did anything wrong at all? I told you. It's on the tapes. It sounds a bit more personal than that. Look, those kids aren't the only ones who have had to deal with the shitty system and shitty doctors they can't trust. Right. Well, use that motivation, but be careful it's not the driving factor. It can fuck up the story. I've seen it before. Thank you, Mark. Hey, let me see that tape. I think I can actually save this. Let's try the old pencil trick. There. Let's see if this works. You want to give it a go? Sure. Ow! Ow! The damn thing's burning up! The, the tape, it's melting! Put it out! Shit! 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 Ah. Well, no fixing that. What the fuck was that? I... I'm not exactly sure. Hi, you've reached Johnny Higgins. You know what to do. Oh, for fuck's sake. October 20th. Reviewing the notes of Dr. Darlene Harrington on one patient, 16-year-old Alicia Higgins. Notes are dated November 2nd, 1993. Patient exhibits no indication of self-aggrandizing personality disorder. Patient's level of cognition is consistent with... Uh, fuck. I can't right now. I... Uh, my head is killing me. It's fucking ringing in my ears. <sighs> okay, you don't win a Pulitzer Prize feeling sorry for yourself, bitch. Whew, focus. <sighs> okay. It... There are numerous references to it. It. Alicia talks about it taking control of her. The, the gloom thing. I don't know. All patients describe a feeling of fog enveloping them. A dark force taking over. Twisting in their brain like a parasite. 
Some describe desperately trying to scratch it out of their bodies, of falling into an entropic abyss. <laughs> entropic abyss. <laughs> Holy shit, that's really dark. What did you stumble into, Dr. Harrington? Hello? What a coincidence. Gaze into the abyss and the abyss calls you just to hang up. <laughs> now let's get back to those tapes. Um, I'm not going to survive this, Doc. Why do you say that, Kiara? <laughs> Kiara, sweetheart, look at me. Are you feeling sick? Do you think we need to adjust your medicine? Can you describe what you're feeling? I feel like a horse shit in my head. What do you mean? It's, it's draining me and taking me over. I don't know how many times I have to tell you before you'll listen to me. What does it feel like? I'm sorry, but the specifics, the specifics matter. It's... It's specifically shitting in my head. You're better than that. I don't know. It's everywhere. It's in me. I can't get it fucking out. Okay. Focus now, Kiara. I need you to Stop just... Stop fucking telling me to calm down! I didn't say that. Whatever. You have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Or what's going on in your notepad is going to fucking help me. Is it another migraine? <laughs> Are you okay? No, I'm not oh fucking K, okay? It's not a fucking migraine. I keep telling you that I feel like I'm being drained. It's everywhere. It's in my skin, it's in my head, it's in my guts, it's in my fingers. This gloom is fucking everywhere. The ringing in my ears. I... I can't hear you clearly. Shut the fuck up! I just want to sleep. Can you, can you help me sleep? I think I'm going to die soon, Doc. Hearing the misery and pain of the Fillmore Four would affect anyone, and it is having an undeniable effect on my own being. There is a concept called psychic vampirism. Basically a drain on your mental capacity. It's fiction, of course. A myth. But like all good myths, it is a symbol. A meme that tells a shorthand for a common truth. Think about your own experiences. Someone comes into the office in a bad mood. All of a sudden, everyone seems to be in a bad mood. We all know someone who is always a lot. Hell, sometimes I wonder if I'm that person. We can all be influenced by the gloom of others around us. Gloom. There's that word again. It keeps popping up. A bit melodramatic, but 
appropriately descriptive. Hello? Yo. Hey, uh, your number was blocked. So? No, I'm all good. I was wondering when you were going to call me back. I've been busy. I can't get back straight away. You got to give me space. I would have thought you would be more enthusiastic given this has been your life for the past 20 years. What the hell are you talking about, woman? No, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm a bit tired. Please, let me start again. What can you tell me about Dr. Harrington or Dr. Lasher? The hell does it matter? I don't like doctors. Well, there could be a lawsuit. Maybe some type of settlement down the road. More importantly, justice. Go on. Lasher seems to me the key for the systemic negligence point of view. We get him. We have the top-down part, but we need the stuff on the ground to be solid. The stuff with Darlene. Dr. Harrington. I can't work her out, though. Dr. Harrington seems genuine on face value, but I can't help but get these vibes that that she's manipulating them. I mean, what's your take? I'm doing your job now? You're supposed to be better at this than me. Look, don't call me unless you have something important to ask or to clarify. I have a lot of work to do. She's still out there. Who? Alicia or Harrington? Exactly. That's a bit cryptic, don't you think? I'm on page 423. You're on like page 11. You need to catch up, kid. No one else, apart from me, is interested in this and no one else is going to help you. You have to do this for yourself. That conversation went totally different than how I expected it would go. It's like I was talking to a completely new person. Johnny went from being a helpful guide to a disgruntled customer. I suspect that Johnny has similar mental health issues to Alicia. It's not surprising. They often happen in families. But he is also dealing with the double burden of the story itself. And I could use a kick in the ass right now. Thank you for calling the New York City Department. Wait time is 30 minutes. Department of Health and Human Services, how can I help you? Look, please don't hang up or put me on hold or transfer me again. I have been at this all day and I haven't been getting anywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's you. I remember. You need the Child and Adolescent Division. Please hold. No, no, wait. Maybe Johnny is right. The police haven't shown much interest in this case or my investigation. Neither have the medical agencies. Johnny is right. There is an evil in this story. And it's the evil of apathy towards forgotten kids. To these inundated, overburdened, and underfunded bureaucracies, there is just no incentive to help me in my investigation and every incentive not to. And I'm left with so many questions about why the police and the Department of Health have so easily brushed this case aside, about Dr. Lasher's involvement and Dr. Harrington. I still can't decide what to make of her. 
I'm just talking into the mic now. I swear. This is the closest relationship I've had in a minute. It just sits there. It's always there. Constantly talking. It always has something to say. Constantly talking. It hurts. I can't stop it. I just wish it would. I just want five minutes. Just five minutes. At the end of the day, we are left with a group of kids who have been abandoned to languish in their own pain. The full story is not clear just yet, but there is definitely an evil that took over the kids, just as Johnny said. It's an apathy by a number of cogs in a system, all working together to screw over the lives of the most vulnerable. But I refuse to let them remain in the dark. The Fillmore Four will be silent no more. The problem is... It's always right. Not always. But just enough. What are you talking about? Can you speak more about that? You'll see. <laughs> so far, it seems she's exceeding my expectations. She's been able to encourage them open up about their experience. The program is proceeding as planned. It's correct. I know it is. God, I wish I could tell her. She's the only one who could appreciate it. The only one who is as broken as they are. Late, late, late. Okay. 1.38 a.m. Thursday, 14 October. Subjects show increased symptoms and are responding as expected to medication. Soon now. Very soon. You've been listening to The Gloom, a production of Violet Hour Media, produced and directed by Frank Merle. Written by Peter Winsutsky and Michael Asa. Music by Talib Peshkapia. Sound design by John Zowski. Mixed and mastered by Jean-Marc Preset. Executive produced by Cassie Josephoff. Lynette Tashel is the voice of Samantha. Charles Riffenberg is Mark. Michael Clark is Johnny. Carrie Weeder is Darlene. And Tobin Bell is Dr. Lasher. The Fillmore Four are Hunter Johnson, Veronica Johnson, Angeline Labrie, and Spencer Ortega. Additional voices by James Cowan, Galen Howard, Jake Kaufman, Aaron Killeen, Keith Corneluk, Danielle Today, and Eileen Dietz as Dr. Glassman.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.